Welcome to the Married Counselor Show, where we talk about love, marriage, and the business of life. I am Ron Lee. And I am Lexi Lee. We are married to each other. And are marriage counselors by trade. Welcome to episode 7, 2015. Welcome. Howdy. It's a beautiful, sunshiny day. It's about time for that. We have missed the sunshine. Texas is supposed to be a sunny state, and we've talked about this before, and we haven't had a whole lot of sunshine, but it's, it's sunny today. And we're inside playing with the show, so it's all good. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about how to have a better reaction. A better reaction for what? I mean, I'm just thinking we're talking about like you know how anger happens and how just people need to have a better reaction to oh, information <laughs> that you might not want to hear. Yes. Yes, we don't know anything about that. No, we've we've never had arguments, not us. But you know, but it's it, even when you do have an argument, it's about how do you keep from reacting the way you react? How to have a poker face almost. I agree with that. That would be a good thing to be able to figure out how to do. You know, cuz you know, you're you're, you're going to tell your spouse things that you don't want to hear and you know, you're going to try to do some stuff and yet you're kind of, I, I don't know, cattywampus about, you know, how the information is given. But, you know, sometimes that reaction happens so quickly that we're not even sure what's going on. You know that, I have an example of when that happened to me. Well, by all means, example away. <laughs> when Ron and I were first married, hadn't been married very long at all, and Ron used to be a dry cleaner, used to have um, seven dry cleaning locations. And yes. Um Early in our marriage, we got a phone call on a Saturday morning. It was a Saturday that we were going to actually have off, but we were excited about sleeping in. And we get this phone call early in the morning from the police saying they were in front of one of the shops that overnight some kids had come with BB guns and shot out the window. Now, why people who, this was kind of a hoodie area, why parents would give their children weapons is beyond me, but. It happened. It did. So we loaded up in the van and drove to town and um, went to Home Depot and got big, huge sheets of plywood. Three-quarter-inch three three-quarter-inch plywood. How, how big would you say? They were Well, the window was eight foot by four. So it was a big window. It was a big window. And you can't see Ron as we're doing this show, but understand that Ron is 6'3", and at the time was... And good-looking. Oh, yes. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yeah, if you're going to describe, get it right, baby. There you go. So he's a big guy, okay? And he's holding up this plywood, and he is uh, screwing it into the frame to protect the window, and it slips. And it hits him on the side of the head just right to knock him out cold and flat in the parking lot. Okay? Just, I mean, he just fell straight back. And so I run over there to him. Because, you know, she wasn't helping me support the board. No, I, I was supervising. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I ran from my supervisor position over to him, passed out cold in the parking lot, and he's starting to wake up, and I'm yelling at him, what are you doing? What were you thinking? And, and all I know is I have a, a slight warm sensation on my forehead where the trickle of blood was running down from where my temple used to be because it got caved in a little bit. And I, I mean, I can't get the anger that I had now, but I was so mad at him. I was yelling at him, and he's just laying there looking at me like, why am I in the parking lot, and why are you yelling at me? And that's really where I was at because I had no clue and on what I, she was feeling or what the emotion was. All I knew was I was uh, wanting to be at home on the couch, and yet now I'm sprawled out in a parking lot. 
And I wasn't very in tune with my emotions and why I was yelling at him either. We've, we've learned something since then. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're going to uh, take a commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to find out why Lexi was so mad. Do you want Ron and I to partner with you and your spouse for one-on-one counseling? Then give us a call at 682-514-9225 and make your appointment for a happier tomorrow. Maybe it's difficult for you to get to the office. So we have online couples counseling. Couples don't have to be in the same room or the same city for that matter. You don't have to make big arrangements with the babysitter. Don't have to share a screen and we're totally HIPAA compliant. We are licensed couples therapy specialists. Give us a call 682-514-9225 and get started today. Hello, and we're back, and today we're talking about how to have a better reaction with our spouse, our friends, our family, our relatives, our kids, to that matter, of uh, when they give us some information, when they act a certain way, when something happens, how do we respond to that? How do we act to that? What, is, what are we seeing? What are we doing? And why do we do it? So Lexi just shared with us a wonderful story about me getting knocked out in the middle of the parking lot, which I'm happy it wasn't with a baseball bat, but it was with a piece of wood. And you were okay. You didn't have to go to the hospital or have any kind of treatment. You um, you checked out okay. I did. I, I checked out okay. And there, there might some have, might say something. There might be some prefrontal lobe damage there. We're not too sure. We're not going to look into that too deeply. Uh, no EKGs needed. But so, Lexi, I'm curious, why why did you react that way? Well, you know, as we have a few years, you know, since this happened, we've been married for 15 years now, and this was about 15 years ago. I've had plenty of time to think about it, right? And have done you process this information? I processed this yeah. information, got some training as a therapist, and really where I land is that it is much easier to express anger than it is to express hurt or, in this case, fear. I was very afraid. You were my whole world. and I'm still your whole world, baby. You are. You are. But in that moment, I was afraid that I lost my whole world, right? I mean, I didn't know if you were <laughs> I didn't have here. life insurance at that point. So that <laughs> that's one, a whole different story. You would have got a dry cleaners, and boy, that, that's nothing you didn't want. But I, I didn't. I didn't know if you were seriously hurt, and I couldn't handle that fear. So it was much easier to be angry with you than to sh- say, hey, I'm really scared. I agree. And don't we do that as parents sometimes with our kids when we're, we see our kids running out into the parking lot and we grab them by the arm, we jank them back real quick and we go, don't you run out the parking lot. Don't you look both ways. And that's not really the emotion that we're feeling. What we're feeling is we're feeling the fear. Exactly. But it's easier to show it as anger. So with that in mind, like, you know, with the kid in the parking lot, how would you explain what would be a better way of, for the parent to you know, push that on? Well, first you have to recognize and own what the emotion is, right? Um, Name it to tame it. That's, you know, one of my mottos I like to always say is if you can name something, you have ownership of it. You're able to take control of it. So just recognizing that in those moments, what you're really feeling is fear or hurt feelings in other cases. And, that gives you some power to say, okay, I can choose to react differently. Now, the brain has a tendency to react the same way over and over. It's kind of like when you uh, you drive a car, you drive a car a certain way. Uh, I drive a car like a maniac, and uh, that's just the way I do it. And uh, be aware of that when you're driving through Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I think what you're saying is that there's some things that are automatic in our brain. Exactly. Right? And um, that we do things without thinking. And sometimes you drive without thinking. And when you really look at it, our brain is hardwired to remember all of those past hurts so that we don't experience them again. If our brain wasn't hardwired to do that, then we would keep touching the stove every time to see if it's hot. Ouch, it's hot. Right, but now we know, because we've touched it at least once, that we know that's hot, and I don't have to touch it again because my brain remembers. Right. And, and so that's the good thing about remembering past hurts. The bad thing is that your brain doesn't really react differently to a bear attack versus a bad thought. And sometimes a bad thought triggers that same kind of fear in us, right? right? Or that it it triggers that memory of that past hurt and we react in the same way. Because the brain scan shows up, you know, some kind of anger and things like that, that it lightens up the same spot of the brain so we have no control over it. Exactly, exactly. So understanding that that's how your brain works, then you can then work on your reaction to get your brain to work for you instead of against you. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how to create better outcomes. Okay. Have you had the experience that one hour a week in therapy is just not enough time to deal with your issues? Do you want to see quicker results without spending months on the therapy couch? If that's the case, then an intensive weekend might be right for you. We can cater the weekend to your specific issues. For more information, you can find us at marriagecounselingdfw.com or call us at 682-514-9225. Okay, so now to talk about the four ways to have a better outcome. Okay. So when we think about those reactions and things that make it more likely for us to just react automatically on those remembered past hurts, part of what we have to do when we know we're in a situation that it's more likely for us to react is we have to work to cultivate calm. We have to work to set up an environment where it's easier to be calm. And sometimes that means we have to fake it till we make it. I agree with that. The whole fake it till you make it thing and, you know, cultivating an environment to be calm. So when you're angry or you're mad, you want, you want to sit down. You want to breathe. You want to understand that that mechanism is essential for making sure that your heart rate doesn't go up. Because when we hold our breath and when we don't breathe properly, when we start breathing in and out, <laughs> but then all of a sudden our heart rate goes up and allows us to react, put us in the reactionary mode instead of the reaction mode. Exactly. And part of that part of our brain that just reacts, that fight or flight part of our brain, it looks at the things in our body like our heart rate and our blood pressure and our breathing, and it determines whether we're in danger or not. So Yes, breathing and focusing on our body language can do things that help our brain to work for us instead of against us. So even in that aspect, it could be um, if you're going to have a difficult conversation, you want to sit in the most comfortable place in the house, right? My chair. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we all can't sit in your chair, but you can sit in your chair and I'll sit in my comfy place on the couch and take a posture that is a more relaxed posture. 
you have to have a difficult conversation with your kids, especially. Do it from sitting down. One, they're going to read that you're calmer, and you're going to feel calmer just because you take that relaxed. Try to give yourself some time in between the event and the discussion. Yes, yes. And, And part of that also with that discussion is if you expect it to be a rational conversation, it's more likely to be a rational conversation. And so sometimes you need that time and space that you're talking about to work on your thoughts of, okay, I'm not looking for a fight. This is more likely to be a calm, rational conversation. So with that, you also need to think about how does my spouse handle conflict and how do I handle conflict? Mm -hmm. Those kind of discussions need to be done. Well, not really discussions, but observations need to be done, you know, sometime in, in your future to see, you know, uh, I'm more of a I want to deal with it right now kind of guy. I, I don't do well with uh, putting stuff on the back burner. I really want to get it out. I'm I'm full of flavor. You know, some people would say passion. <laughs> but, yeah, I need to think through and process things. And so I'm more of a take a time out kind of girl to where give me some time to calm down and then I can be more rational and not quite so emotional. But in early in our marriage, I didn't always let you know where I was going and then I'd be back. Right. Right. And so part of what I've learned is that, yes, it's okay to take a time out, but I need to communicate, hey, I'm taking a time out. Let's come back, you know, after we put the kids to bed and then we can have a conversation. Just scheduling that time. If I need time to think and process, schedule and then follow through on making sure that we have that discussion. And then if you're the kind that needs to deal with it right then. Don't follow your spouse through the halls yelling and screaming while they have their back to you and they're trying to get away from you. Don't make them have to engage you because it's not going to get any better. It's just going to get worse. Right. Respect their need to have a timeout. Another thing that you can do to have a better outcome is when you're having these discussions, work on asking a better question. Sometimes the questions that we ask in dealing with these things set up to either make the other person feel blamed or you're asking questions that they may not know the answer to. If you had asked me why I was angry. You're crazy. I couldn't have told you why I was angry. I just angry. told you why. <laughs> you're crazy. But instead, if Screaming you Screaming at said, a man when he's down, that's just wrong. <laughs> I've grown. Anyway, if you had asked me instead of why, if you'd said, what were you feeling in that moment, then... I might have had an easier time tapping into it wasn't that I was mad because I wasn't mad. I was scared. Right. And then what I have to do is I have to understand her point of view and and not internalize that myself, not to go, you know, there's something I did wrong here. It's just her reaction. I have to just allow her to be able to have that and without me reacting to her reaction. So you have to be, be able to avoid putting the other person on defense. Yes, exactly. And all of that can be in how you have that discussion, working on, Owning your own emotions. If you if you claim it and you don't blame your partner, then you're more likely to get to resolution. But if you're always blaming your partner, well, one, that's a hopeless feeling, right? Because you don't have any control over your partner. You only have control over your own reaction. Agreed. So then you have to ask yourself, you know, what kind of energy am I putting out there? Is it positive, positive energy or negative energy? And it always reminds me of Happy Gilmore where happy's happy's on the golf course and the other guy's going tell tell the ball to go home go home go home why don't you want to go home so you have to kind of control the energy 
Make sure you're not putting out the negative vibes. Trying to understand where your partner's coming from. That also reminds me of, you know how you practice your arguments? Oh, the pre-argument? Yeah. Yeah. So when you do a pre-argument, are you practicing that it's going to go positive or are you practicing that it's going to go negative? It's usually going to go negative. I and never. You I, practice. Yes. I, yeah. I always, when you practice uh, a situation that hasn't even happened yet, you're just having an idea that something is going to happen. Therefore, you're getting yourself ready. And while you're doing is getting yourself amped up. And then 99.9% of the time, the opportunity to use your pre-argument never even arises because after all, you can't control the other person. You have no idea what they're going to say or what they're going to do. But, you know, that reminds me of when you're trying to control people's reaction, it's like leading a horse to water. You can lead him, but you can't make him drink, right? But the part that people forget is that you can put salt in the oats. So you can make him more likely to want to drink. You salt the oats? Yeah. She's wrong. So if I control my reaction right. and I'm putting out positive energy, I'm making it more likely that you're going to want to drink the Kool-Aid. I agree. This is going to be like a three-part or two-part kind of uh, topic. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back with episode eight. Look forward to it. It's called How to Control Your Emotions. Look for it next week, and we'll see you then. If you would like more from The Married Counselors, you can find Ron and Lexi at marriagecounselingdfw.com, follow us on Facebook, or subscribe to The Married Counselor Show on iTunes. This is Lexi and Ron wishing, wishing you, you a, a happy, happy day. day.